It's like I'm having the most beautiful dream. And the most terrible nightmare all at once. Hey you. Yes, I mean you, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Waru Desho podcast. We're so happy to have the pleasure of your company today. If you've listened to us before and like our show, you might be wondering how you can support us, since we won't take your money. This podcast will continue to be free, but if you'd like to show your appreciation, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, as those help our discoverability. If you don't use iTunes, that's fine too. You can follow us and like and share our content on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitter. Additionally, we love getting your feedback, positive or negative. Tweet us at Show or email us at Show at gmail.com. Whether or not it gets read on the show, I can assure you, we all read every tweet and email you send us. And once again, dear listener, we thank you so much. Now please, enjoy the show. My mic was muted. Ha, 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 ha. Joke's on me. Uh, what For I all you lip readers in the audience, please do it, you know, intervene and provide subtitles. Like, we'll get the community thing going on here, you know. Oh. Uh, take, take two. Take two. Beep. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and envies. Welcome to Watery Death Show's Stream of Thought. This is episode eight, the Ocho. <laughs> Banana fish. <laughs> Lebanon du fish. This is a, a, bane, a banal story. Well, which, <laughs> you know, in certain other shows, I would feel would be very, you know, self-aware, actually. But surprisingly enough, that's not how I feel about the quality of banana fish as a, you know, as a whole. No, so. and, and please, uh, members of chat, uh, yo, Tallulah Bell. Um, hello, Gogo Atomic Robot. Uh, Evening, Lars. Um, <laughs> let us know. Sorry, I, I didn't realize Tracer was guest starring on this. I couldn't this. resist, love. <laughs> oh, the cavalry, etc., etc. Oh, uh, you know what I wish was here? Etcetera. Big, a big ball of whiskey. Because if we're going to start doing this, don't don't make me crack out the Zybox voice. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Please, not doing it. I would no, love... no, no. You have to get a mask. No, you have to get a mask. 
to wear. It would have to be a really goofy and terrible looking mask. It would have to be really, really crappy. It would have mm-hmm. to make the suits from 1960s Star Trek look impressive by comparison. It would, like, we're talking some Amazon, you know, bargain basement bullshit here. So I'll get on that at some point, but no yes. Cybox voice tonight. Yes, I want to see it as uh, one of my one of my favorite bits that is intentionally terrible is on uh on the dan levitard show youtube stream Hmm. they have a a person who uh does a quote-unquote elon musk impression oh god how can how can you do an impression of a man who's already a cartoon caricature right like it's it's impossible it's good because look i don't even know how he sounds but all the impression is is they have uh, a cutout of his face and the guy just puts it on like a like a mask mm-hmm. and ends every sentence with I'm Elon Musk and that's the Elon Musk impression <laughs> you know we're going well, to Mars in my new car I'm Elon Musk <laughs> the Musk mask and that's it Man, you gotta get a mask like that. <laughs> I really that wish quality. he would. Yeah, I really wish he would get a submarine and just disappear forever. <laughs> but well, I suppose that's a bit much to His ask. Unneeded submarine. Yeah, ah. nice one. You super classy there. You know, guy who actually saved all those kids and you call him a pedophile. Nice one, Elon. How about building some actual fucking cars <sighs> for once? You know, I mean. If I were an ice cream van and I didn't sell, you know, and I didn't sell ice cream, guess what? I'd be shit at my job. So you might want to actually build some cars that don't blow up or set on fire. I mean, just a hint, just a suggestion, <laughs> just 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 suggestion. Gonna throw it out there, you know? Like, I would, you uh, I would settle. shut you down now. <laughs> I'd settle for him not being an asshole. Well, I, I love the yeah. fact that he literally managed to tank his company's share price by nearly what was it, twenty percent or something, by saying he was going to take it what private, just as a joke. Or whether or not he meant it as a serious thing, I'm like, nice one. Great job there. I didn't know about that. That's glorious. Good job. Yeah. Well, he is a colossal imbecile. And he and he's got a name that makes him sound like a C list, like, you know, fucking character from Star Wars. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like uh, a sort of like exotic cologne. <laughs> Tesla probably do sell colognes, come to think of it. No. What is what's the spell of failure? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to smell like a pretentious asshole, a man mm-hmm. who thinks he's genius but actually isn't. Well, to be fair, some, well, to be fair, like you know, con men, con men are generally fond of cologne, so you know maybe it does fit. <laughs> That's true. There are some oh shade on Elon Musk. Anyway, let's let's not talk about this particular criminal who's hiding in plain sight. Let's talk about some other set of criminals. <laughs> Man, that's a good segue. I was going to talk about like I, I was going to mine, which is less good than yours, was going to be. Let's talk about things that haven't betrayed us. Uh, oh, I'm glad I'm not shareholder in Tesla. Boy, Man. I know. Poor, Ni- poor Nikolai rolling in his grave and not even generating any static electricity while doing <laughs> Nikolai. it. Nikolai. <laughs> poor Nikolai. Fucking appropriate his name to make your shitty electric cars. Great. I'll have to send you the Twitter thread, by the way, of someone who was 
working on like firmware and software for the cars mm-hmm. and how awful it is and how basically driving a tesla like you would honestly have more look like you know driving a fucking like you know reliant robin that's oh. on fire oh anyway let's not talk about that so banana fish episode eight i think we're going to talk about polls first aren't we well we are however i actually however. Uh, I hope the update shows up. the The graphic up until just a moment ago read episode seven, so I just updated it. We re- we we oh right, we're gonna re-review it. Right, well okay, no, let me go get my. Is, we're doing episode eight. It's the banal story episode for sure. Um, okay, so uh, before we dive in to episode eight, though, uh, we need to touch on the Twitter polls from last week. Which you can still vote on. You have a day left, just because of the way recording schedules have worked out, or streaming schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all my fault, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not true. Uh, it's it's my fault as much. But here we go. <clears throat> Which 90s gangster rap song about California do you prefer? California Love is, is winning via landslide. Uh... 84%. 84% of the vote. And uh I mean I figured I figured that's a that's kind of a to be expected. Uh bit seminal that, yeah. I mean I did vote for going back to Cali just I don't know. I I shouldn't have I shouldn't have even uh conjured Was it, was it, a, moment, hope. Was it a moment of weakness? Was it no, a moment of weakness? No, 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 no. Cuz I I stand by the vote. <laughs> I, I stand by my vote. It's a vote of principle, and I'm not changing it. Uh, but I mean, California Love is amazing. It's it, it's a tough it's a tough decision for me. But I see it was not a tough decision for most. Um, would you be friends with someone who hasn't seen Airplane? Mm. <laughs> I already know the results of this, and I have to say, like maybe I, maybe my standards are too high, and maybe I should lower them. But come on, guys. Come on now. You are Go friends on. with someone who hasn't seen Airplane, so. It's funny know. because we're going to get to a scene later on in this episode that actually was an Airplane reference almost. Was it? That's <laughs> great. Oh, you, you'll, you'll know. You'll know when okay. we talk about it. Because okay. I really thought it was going to start sitting out like Airplane, but we'll get to it. Was it when they were on the actual Airplane? No, it wasn't. Good try, though. Why? 10 out, <laughs> ten out, ten out of 10 for effort. Look, it's more about what happens, what I'm saving it, right? I'm just keeping that one keeping that okay. one close to my chest. Okay, so that one's 70 yes, 30 no. And another, all our polls are pretty lopsided this past week. Are you, like you, Lung, envious of Ash and Asia? 70 per 6, 70 per 6. 70 per 6. 70 per 6. 76% say yeah, 24% say nah. I vote with yes because they both have magnificent heads of hair and I don't. So that's one reason for me to be envious. Uh, Mira brings up a good point in that everyone who answered yes hasn't seen Airplane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, so if you, you can't if rightfully it, vote. Know. Yeah, if, you, if you've not seen it, you wouldn't know. So, Oh, that's an excellent although, point. <laughs> although, I have to give shout-outs to Alex, uh, Alex Schmidt, who's previously mm-hmm. done the Future Community Podcast with, and the pending Land of Lustrous one. Uh, where he rightly pointed out that this could be opportunity to make friends with people who haven't seen it and spread the gospel, and I'm like, 
Yes. There's nothing like introducing people to the thing you love. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, speaking of things we love. Episode 8. Banal story. Let us know in chat. I think I started to say this earlier, but I didn't get it out. Uh, as is the case of many thoughts I have. Let us know if you know the literary reference for the title of this episode, because I do not. Oh, I thought it was just a review of Elf and Lead, but hey, there you go. That'd be, look, that'd be my like free that'd be my, my free word statement on it. Look, or I suppose I could go at Grace four words and call it a piece of shit. But yeah, that's that's more accurate. Because Elf and Lead's a lot of things, and all those things are bad. But I would not call it banal. I don't I don't think it it qualifies as that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> now it's. I guess it's fucking terrible. But okay. Mm-hmm. But pulling myself up out of the weeds of Elf and Lead. <laughs> so every sign. Here every we go. Sign. Let's let me run down the events of Banal Story, episode eight of Banana Fish. So there is a call to Max's cell phone and his wife and son are being held or his ex-wife sorry Jessica and son Michael are being held for ransom by unnamed mobsters at her home and they're basically like come here and get them if you want them to live um okay apparently uh so Belle looked this up and it's a two page long short story but they can't remember who the author was um I appreciate uh, I appreciate the effort, but it's it's good to know that it is a real reference. But um, yeah, it's I didn't even Google search it because the title is so kind of it seems like the kind of thing you would Google and never get what you were <laughs> looking for. Um, <laughs> but all right, so Ash hands Ag to Shorter on a platter here, basically. He, of course, doesn't really. He, he, did, he, he didn't know. Oh, well, yes. No, of course. We thought he... I speculated that he might... That he might suspect based on body language and stuff. But it looks like he was totally in the dark. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they, they do they could, they could do go rifling for ammunition in the house before they go see, you know, Max's place. I'm saying, you don't... Guys, you don't need to. Sure, sweat bullets already as it is. You're <laughs> fully loaded by crying from there. Exactly. Um... You know, he leaves Asia and eBay uh, with Shorter, thinking he'll protect them. Of course, he serves Shorter, you know, allows them to be served up to Yulung. Uh, so Shorter, of course, is very bothered by this and starts to say something to Ash. And then Yulung comes into the picture from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shorter holds his tongue. Uh, like the traitor he is. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so Yulung is, of course, delighted by this whole kind of occurrence. Uh, like, mm-hmm. oh, they you, they left, you know, they left them with you. And now here you are giving them to me. Uh, the next things I have in my notes are poor Jessica and poor Michael. Like, Oh, boy. They look... Uh, I am legitimately surprised that any of those fogs are, like were still standing. I'm surprised she didn't kick the shit out of them. Because I really got the impression that she could have probably fought them off. But, well, unfortunately, no, Banana Fish is, uh, you know, it's less optimistic than me, which is saying something. 
Uh, probably more pragmatic about the chances, really, to be honest. I'm always selling it a bit, but woofed. Mm. Yeah. Like, it looks... No one has a good time in this show. No, no one. No. no one's having no one... a good time. No, one no one's happy. No yeah. one's smiling. Right. Everything's terrible all the time. And yet it's terrible in a well-written way, which is one of the best worst things. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, Jessica looks like uh, and is the the criminals allude to uh, her being sexually assaulted. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, when... Because um, we get a scene later where Ash is talking to Michael, and Michael says, and then, and then ellipses, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, every time an ellipses happens in this show, I just cringe. Yeah. Like, you can't throw ellipses out in this material without me thinking of the worst things ever. I mean, I certainly didn't imagine she was playing fucking Scrabble with them, so great. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm it's... so mad that that is not actually... I... Sorry, Mira, I have to interview. I'm so mad that I've just read that and that's not in the show. I know. Because I would have... I mean, I'm not going to hold it against the show overall, but that would have been so amazing just to see a cold clock a guy with a lamp. Oh. It would have been it would have been superb. I, I would do so wish I would have seen it. Satisfying. Yeah. I, I, I have I have all three of them marked for a horrible grisly fate. <laughs> I really I really I really think Max is gonna do something like take a saw off shotgun and like, okay, which body part am I gonna blow off first? Oh he's They're gonna all fucking dead. he's gonna fucking snap on uh on that one guy, the sunglasses, yeah. even tiny mustache. They're, they're, they're all gonna end up looking like Salvador Dali paintings by the time he's done. They're totally. going to be a complete mess. <laughs> and you know what? I'll be there like this. Exactly. I'll be kicking them. Oh, card. 10 out of 10. Kicking their, the like pile of flesh that remains. Fucking oh. God. And oh, poor Michael broke my heart, man. Like, so fucking just I'm so, scared I mean, out I have of to say, like, I have to say, like, all the horrible stuff, I'm just at least very glad that Michael got away relatively unharmed. I was like, yeah. I can't, I want to be able I, I mean, I legitimately think that would have been going too far, so thank Christ. I mean, I know. not that you know anything that happened to Jessica, like, was, you know, justified, merited, or whatever. Like, it's all horrible, but, like, yeah. there are lies that should be crossed. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they, I mean, at, at least they they got out of it, like, alive. And, boy, I just, oh, fucking, I don't know, man. I hope, I hope Jessica only got roughed up. And that they didn't go beyond, although you know, I don't know. I mean, knowing given, show, given yeah, the given the show, I'm... and the fact that she was only covered up by a blanket, you know. But but well, no, she had clothes on because she, like, you know, threw the blanket off to slap and hug Max. Well, um, when she um when she was talking on the phone as well, she was also fully clothed, just battered as well. So yeah, no, I, I who knows. That's the thing, though. This this show and this material likes its ambiguity to make you feel terrible and imagine the worst things. Yeah. I mean, Michael does say, and then, and like I said, weren't playing Scrabble, they weren't playing Operation, and they certainly weren't fucking playing Buckaroo. So, great. And Ash is trying to ID the perps and says, like, you know, at, well, asks Michael what ethnicity they were, white or black, and he says, neither. And at that point, he gets it. He knows what they the were fuck Smurfs. <laughs> yeah, right. He knows that uh, it was an evil plot by Gargamel to. <laughs> um, no, so so he understands at that point. I think that oh. uh, uh, what so his fake name is like Yao Si, um, mm-hmm. but Yulung he knows 
as he's he know he sniffed this out before, but like he's like okay, you know, th- th- I thought. What did he say? Like, he left shorter there because he thought that it was a trap to have eBay and AJ unguarded, and that was, in fact, the case, and he realizes that. Mm -hmm. And so cut back to the house where they are, and uh, Yulung has turned AJ into a living doll. Um, And I have to say, like, I I want him. I know that acupuncture, right? I need to learn that to sleep, <laughs> how to sleep because that's effective. Like, yeah, but then good... you you would have to hire someone that you trust completely to come poke you. Because... Oh, I'll just do it yourself, right? I'll get it here. Oh, all right, there goes my depth perception. Oh, right, there goes my color vision. Oh, right, I've lost that. Feeling my fingers, like it's just, <laughs> it's just not going to go. Also, uh, eBay is knocked out by a use of tea that leaves him paralyzed, but still cognizant of what's going on. Which is I mean, pretty, like, <laughs> kind of amazing. Very specific. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's totally, like... Relevant Relevant for a out, point about right. Yutlung I'm going to make later, though, actually, funnily enough. Mm, okay. that'll, be, that'll be relevant for later. Okay. So, so put a pin in that, funnily yeah. enough. Hey, okay. I gotta give you, I gotta give you the applause for that one. That was, I mean, it was pretty bad, I'm not going to lie, but I thought, you know what, I'm never going to have a chance to get it again, so... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, uh, Eiji is going to be given to Dino to be one of his toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Great. remain as a living doll. Uh, Great. Which... Man, this whole that that whole thing conjures up some really. So I've been reading Infinite Jest lately, and it there's an incredibly disturbing stuff in that book uh, that happens to basically living dolls of a certain type. Uh, hello, Luther. And so this scene, this scene made me think of it. And I really, God, like both of them are bad. Like this. The potential of what could happen to this character I know and love, and what actually does happen to a young mm-hmm. lady in the awful story. Uh, well, that's not an awful. I mean, the story within the book is it's awful to hear about because you know that this kind of thing has happened before. But no, the book is quite good. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and yeah, eBay, as you say, is left behind to tell the tale to Ash to tell your friends about me. Um, mm-hmm. And Shorter, of course, tells eBay as he's leaving, I'll die before I let them lay a finger on Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, believe me when I say this. I had no choice. But he says, mm-hmm. believe me when I say this, I'll die before I let them touch him, which is no, 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 commendable. No, no, no. Clearly, clearly he was going to say, right, you're going to be very groggy when this is over. There's a pot of coffee in the kitchen. <laughs> Just while we'll be good to go. God damn it. I'll go get you a breakfast roll on the way back. I mean, do you want Subway or do you want 7-Eleven? Believe me when I say this. The coffee here is terrible. When you get up, you'll want to order out. <laughs> it's decaf. <laughs> It'll do nothing for you. <laughs> okay, so uh, then Arthur. Yay! Everyone's oh, favorite. Yeah. Arthur's been awesome. Awesome. Uh, returns 
and he is there with the Loon family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I guess, his job to be the courier that brings Eiji back to Dino. Mm-hmm. But uh, Shorter confronts him, as we figured he would do, and says, you know, fuck you. You'll never be better than Ash. Shorter, or uh, Arthur says, well, we'll see if I'm better than him. Once he has uh, undergone all this horrible trauma and suffering, knowing his uh, his love, Eiji, has now experienced the same hell that he has, being a slave mm-hmm. of Dino. And at that point, Shorter uh, grabs a knife hidden on his person. Nice job, uh, Loom family, for finding it out on the uh, on the pat down. Um, and uh, says, well, if you touch him, I will kill him. And then kill myself. And, uh, well, at that point, Mr. Loom, I can't remember his first name. It's said. Uh, Wang, I think. I think I think Wang Lung is the one in New York. I think this one is like Hua Lung, but I didn't want to give the incorrect information. I, but but I think uh, I think Wang is in New York. I would say, um, hmm. I'm I'm almost positive about that. I just can't remember this guy's first name. Um, anyway, uh, he just has a nice laugh about it, and Yu Lung like is is doubling over laughing. So don't be rude. You know, I've, I found that very funny. And, uh, you know, they're like, look, Arthur, we'll figure it out. We'll talk to Zeno. Just just go away now. Um, I'm literally surprised that Yolong didn't just, like, throw a little pin like, under his hand and go, whoop. And then just be shot his neck. And he's like, I really can't catch a break, can I? <laughs> As he's falling, um, like, the pause and then the, the uh, uh, what's that fucking show? Um, the Jason Bateman, uh, Arrested uh, Development narrator voice, uh, uh, the Ron Howard, and that's when I knew I was fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, Arthur goes away, and then we have like what I think is a really nice moment. Um, despite the way the moment's introduced being pretty expositiony. Arthur, the return of the trashy Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Luther, for that. You're he's right. He's a bad imitation of everything. He's a bad Dio. He's a bad Super Saiyan. He's just bad all around. Yeah. yeah. Really no one after. Uh, so, <laughs> trashy Super Saiyan. That's really good. Uh, but no, they have, there's this nice moment between uh, Yutlung and his brother. Uh, you know, and his brother is asking him if he remembers what happened to the quote the woman who uh, bewitched father's heart or Corru- something corrupted. like corrupted, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which is you know putting the pieces together. You know, this is Yulung's mother, who's different from the rest of the other siblings' mom. This is you know Yulung's mom is a lady who. Uh, the father had an affair with and yeah you that's why i think that's probably the original reason why he's the like seventh brother unlisted on the the family documents yeah. like under the mm-hmm. under the table and then they decide to you know employ him for criminal purposes um 
And, you know, uh, it's like, I still remember I was 15. And, of course, despite us being half-brothers, you get my heart aflutter, Yubung, says Hualung. And, <laughs> like, of course. Of course he does. Um, and you look just like your mom. Uh, and Yulung was only six when this happened. And, uh, boy, that's rough to see your, your mother. So I was six when my biological father died. Uh, and, of course... My mother had the good sense to, like, not allow me to go near uh, the scene. But Yulung has vivid memories of his, you know, mom, like, covered in blood, dead. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's got to be very traumatic. And we find out later in the episode that he's been been keeping all that in his heart uh, to serve Mm -hmm. serve it up ice cold later. Um. But, like, the way the moment was introduced was, I felt a little awkward. It was like, I still remember the day (laughs) years ago when this, you know, specific event happened. Like, if someone was in my office and they were like, ah, I recall the day eight years ago. It was August, just like this. Whenever, (laughs) you know, this It was mildly cloudy with a chance of rain. The day that you know, of of course, of, like, of course, there, like there's no need to, you know. I that, think the promise is feels a bit unprompted. Yeah, yeah, it was unprompted and it was kind of expositiony, like in some ways. It was a little talking to the audience, but I mean, I could forgive it personally because the interactions between them and the actual dialogue, I thought, um, was really good, really well done, and, and powerful. Uh, very emotional. It was a very brief scene, but I thought it was was really packed tight with with character and good delivery, and mm. it was fantastic. Um, Read on that. So, uh, the next thing I have in my notes is I'm very I'm so happy that like we can skip the perfunctory like how could you sell us out shorter. I thought you were my guy. You know what I mean? Like, Ash knows. Mm. Like, he's puts two and two together. Like, okay, Yulung's Chinese. He has a sister, yep. That lives in New York. The Wong family, clearly, like, yes, he knows, like, but, and it's because he knows Shorter. I mean, he wouldn't do that for just anybody, but he has a this this uh, deep relationship with Shorter. Trusts him. And so, you know, he's able to, to deduce what's happened. Uh, and that he was forced into this. And uh, the next line I have is, who the fuck is Skullet? Um, <laughs> because uh, <an>, Skullet. <laughs> like, where, yeah, where did he come from? I mean... Did he get through like a super... <gasps> like, did he have a, a fucking... Again? Grand- I well, mean, okay, we learned he does have a panic room, so yeah. uh, or like a secret room, so maybe he has like all sorts of secret yes, entrances. The Batcave, I don't know. But, like, Jesus Christ. He's like, yeah, he's engineered some kind of secret entrance to his house. This would not have surprised me one bit. But yeah, who is this guy, like, in a super oversized suit? It looks like, it, like when they draw him up close, it looks more form-fitting. But, like, that first drawing of him on the stairs, it looks like his suit was, like, way too big for him. <laughs> uh, and it's Dawson. Uh, uh, Alexis, I think? Brother Abraham, uh, who we mm-hmm. know being Dino's boy. Uh, cut to Dino in a meeting room with Senator Kipad and Colonel Holstock. 
mm-hmm. talking about banana fish. Uh, some unsavory under the table business happening. Mm-hmm. So, turns out that Dawson made banana fish. I don't know if we knew this before now or not. I can't remember, but it's like well, it was his computer. You could probably infer it for the fact that it was computer, so like you know, had the details on it and such. I think yeah. that they put. I think they. Were, I think half the details were there. <laughs> the decoy computer. <laughs> Wait, who has a decoy, decoy computer com- in their house? <laughs> so good. If that was a decoy computer, it should have just blown up when he tried to use it. Something like something. Something really dashed up. It maybe it should have been troll yeah. face on it. I don't know. Ah ah ah! You didn't say the magic word. <laughs> yes, exactly. The- oh, what about? Oh, Kappa, I don't know. Kappa, right? <laughs> yeah, Kappa's, Kappa's face Kappa. disappears when Hash tries to put the password. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, I, I did find it a bit suspect that it was Windows 2000, so there were hints. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> this that be, OS that is said, so old. <laughs> Why is it that here? Be, that being said, if you really wanted to, you know, mess with Ash's head, like, you should have put it on Windows Vista and then see how much trouble you have had to do it, you know, get it going. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um... So the decoy computer is so funny. Like, I guess it's just there to send a signal to his phone when people are trying to fuck with it, because that's how he knew there were people in the house. Which is which is why he then came rounds the house alone and unarmed when people could potentially be breaking in. Yeah, I mean, silly man. So he's he's an intelligent man. He's just not got a lot of common sense. (laughs) Or maybe he was he knew where his guns were, but he's like, shit, they took the guns. (laughs) Is it? Like, what, does he, like, you know, do, like, that international rescue thing where he sits at the top of a teapot and, like, so, you know, his gun rack just appears from underneath his sofa or yes. something? Yes. I like to imagine that this guy's entire house is wired up that way. Like, if you've ever seen Wallace and Gromit, you know, like, mm-hmm. how Wallace gets out of bed with the little, like, reclining mm-hmm. rack? Yes. That would be him. Maybe that's yes. why his suit doesn't fit properly, because he just got out of it and hadn't been assembled properly on <laughs> him by the machine. Come on, robot tailors. What the fuck? <laughs> You're on the fritz, man. Um... Okay, so, but we learn, yes, if we didn't know before now, now we know. Dawson created with his brother, Abraham, and someone else oh, who's in the, don't, don't, the shot. Don't, don't, you mean, don't you mean Jesse Pinkman? Because yes. this, was literally the, yes. this was literally the Breaking Bad story. Like, we thought we could make money by making drugs, and then, like, it even looks like Crystal Meth. So they're funny. Making. Like, um, like, uh, like, it really, yeah. It totally, they do the Breaking Bad thing where they're in med school, but it, it, instead of being a retired professor or a soon to be retired professor, uh, they're like starving students, I guess. Um, I mean, we well, made one Breaking of them, Bad jokes previously, I know. and now they've actually come true, <laughs> they t- yeah. which is just amazing. I, I, <clears throat> I wonder if the other person in the shot will come into play in the story, because there, I, I think mm-hmm. there was a third individual besides the two Dawsons. Um, Maybe, but I'm. I think I think the two of them probably are sufficient for the story to continue. Like this, mm-hmm. so we've got, you know, we've got Dawson A and Dawson B. Uh, so, uh, man, the the bit that follows and the bit though I found really funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, this this is the airplane skit I was telling okay. you about. Right. So I think we actually referenced this particular airplane skit, but there's the one in which you know the lady is like you know terrified in the chair, and someone comes over and slaps her. And then, like, Leslie Nielsen says, no, no, excuse me, let me handle this. And then he starts up. And then, <laughs> right, yes. And then, the ne- yes. and then the next guy comes over and says, no, I've got this. And then starts actually hitting <laughs> it. And there's a queue of people following behind, like, guns and stuff. So Dawson, like, actually's about to knock the crap out of him. And Max says, no, wait, hold up. I've got this. 
bang. And you, then well, you think, yeah. out of nowhere does it too. And I'm like, are we just going to have a long queue of people just coming in here? Just beat the shit out of this old man. Pete, like, dude, like, pizza delivery guy comes in, right? Here's your pizza. Oh, yeah, also you. Bang. Oh, that was him. Okay. I So Tula says they said the third guy died when he tried the drugs. In the anime, they said he gave it to his friend who died, and I wasn't sure if that friend was that guy. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, but as part of all this exposition drop that uh, Abraham Dawson gives us... Alexis. Uh, this actually, Alexis. Alexis Abraham... <laughs> A. Alexa, Dawson. <laughs> Alexa. One of the Dawson's. Alexa um, Dawson. <laughs> one of the things... What, what we find out is um, banana fish isn't just, you know, a bad trip drug. It actually allows you to reprogram people through drug hypnosis, which apparently was something in the USSR. I mean, mm-hmm. the USSR was into all signs of crazy, crazy crap. So, yeah. who, who, who could be who could surprised by that? I, this, I, I, it's, I buy it. It's like, uh, it, you know, anytime you want to write uh, occult shit in your mid 20th century european story you can you could just be like it's the nazis they were the occult yeah like, you, could, um, you could pin anything on like late 20th century ussr for like uh, it, what, what, would it, what would it be like if it turned out that um the dawson's dad was like dr strangelove or something ah yes great. i was rocket scientist in germany but now i am drugs manufacturer for <laughs> the motherland but anyway um but yeah because of this drug hypnosis thing you can actually basically reprogram people you can just look me in the eye and write right in fact the, i can't believe that this line was actually used i'm like is this from the material or is this just them being almost a bit too current time relevant said oh yeah if you literally yeah hit a bit on the nose if you say like if you say someone immigrants are pests you should go kill them then they will mm-hmm. i'm like you don't need banana fish to do that. You just need to go on right wing Twitter. <laughs> I know. Let's let's hope that they I mean, don't. Let's hope that Alex Jones doesn't get a like unearth a supply of banana fish. I think he's been affected by it. To be honest, <laughs> did Roosh give it to him? <laughs> who who I, drugged Alex Jones? <laughs> I mean, the man is not even playing with a full deck. Like the only card he's got is the how to play snap poker rules one, and that's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, he's a complete shithead, so fuck him. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, that's what we learned. Now, I started piecing together. It's like, stuff. okay, the US government, they want this. Why do they want it? Well, my immediate thought was drop in water supply of a village. There you go. Now reprogram all the people in there to do what you like. Uh, or even, not necessarily even in your foreign army, countries. Army, yeah. not, not even in foreign countries. Let's say, you know, you're the sitting president and, you know, you've got a town or a city somewhere that's like leaning politically away from you and you're like, right, I don't like that. I don't like that these guys are going to start voting in the college against me. So what I'll do, despite the water supply of banana fish, get me propaganda out there, you know, my little campaign thing saying, like, vote for me and all's well. It's mm. like, banana fish, is, banana fish has jumped, like, the drug that is at this point, from being something that was just merely dangerous for individuals to something that is quite literally a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. It's terrifying. Ooh. Like this is like Ooh. going up a lot. Ah, so it was communists instead of immigrants. So it was it was Charlie in the tree trunks. So you know. I mean it was Vietnam after all. Yeah. So that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Well. Oh boy. 
Oh, so yeah, okay. So communists in the manga. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I guess they wanted to keep it relevant. Um, but uh, so yeah, Breaking Bad uh, turned into the accidental creation of Banana Fish. And uh, but before, uh, actually, before we continue, um, I myself have to take uh, a short break. But uh, we will be RB. All right. See you in a sec, folks. was explaining, you know, that banana fish is, you know... <laughs> Try to think of, like, what the... Like, it's literally, like, you know, the biological super weapon, like, you find in a lot of, like, James Bond movies or something like that. Or even Mission Impossible. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, sorry See... about that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just had to take a brief step away. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, I guess, like, this would have happened in uh, who knows I, I guess the dates in the manga where they made banana fish would have been like the 70s maybe the 60s if it was Nam it would have probably been the 60s, um, the 60s I yeah. would say yeah because Nam didn't conclude until the 70s but the uh-huh. bulk of like what people know as the Vietnam War was in the 60s even though it uh-huh. also technically started in the 50s because of France came involved uh-huh. and so, and this is I had like... to research that funnily enough actually for the novel I'm writing okay <laughs> you know? And so this mm. is this is Iraq, they say, or right? They say, and uh, I guess they mean the the turn of the millennium 
stuff. So maybe this would have been the 90s when they're doing this, when they're creating Banana mm-hmm. Fish, or maybe like the early, early 2000s, the early aughts, as they say. So anyway, we cover that ground. Uh, we did the Bad Turipu, uh, and which I, I love the fact that they say Bad Trip uh, in English. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, yes, Abe tested it. Uh, ultimately, even after it killed his friend, he tested it on soldiers uh, in his unit, uh, like Griff. And mm-hmm. so and then the airplane gag ensues. Um, and I'm skipping ahead, I think, a bit here. But um, we then cut to uh, the Lung family uh, in California. Or no, they're in, I think they're in New York because mm-hmm. they have they've taken the plane uh, to take Ash's bait, Eiji to Dino and mm-hmm. uh you know Dino or sorry uh the the Lung asks um Wang Lung asks Yu Lung um about banana fish and Yu Lung tells him look uh banana fish doesn't concern us it's just for it's just meant to be an assassination drug that's untraceable I think that'd be pretty useful for a mob family I'm like I, I get what Yut Long's trying to do here because he's actually playing half done because he's actually figured out mm-hmm. more than he, like he's basically on the same page as the rest of the gang back in you know California. Mm-hmm. Quite how he's done that without discovering the room, I don't know, but whatever we can call that. Um, but he is playing dumb because, as it turns out, he does indeed have his own agenda uh, with regards to his family, quote unquote. Because I don't think yeah. he would describe family about putting big air quotes around them, mm-hmm. especially with the way they treat him and continue to treat him. Um, so there is that. Right. And, well, and his brother doesn't believe him. Uh, you know, he chokes him. It's like, why didn't you get the data? Uh, are you telling me Ash Links was too good even for you? And, uh, you know, Yulun kind of plays it off like, yes, but the brother, uh, his older brother, I guess the eldest brother, from what we know anyway, uh, Wong, you know, is like, look, don't forget I can snap your scrawny neck at any time doesn't believe him um and so a later point in the show uh yulung is i guess when he's accompanying arthur and eiji and shorter to dino he is uh made up and has uh what looks to be like a traditional dress on and his hair is done up and everything and um He's meant to be, like, you know, since Dino doesn't really know he exists, he's supposed to just get close to him and find out what he's really up to. Um, so he is a mm-hmm. spy. And uh, as this point, like, in his, in his, we hear Yulung's inner voice, and we come to know what his real motivations are, right? I mean, he remembers... Not only that his mom died, he remembers that his brothers killed her. Mm-hmm. And he's been harboring that shit. And he says, if I can't escape, then uh, I'm going to take them all down with me. And that's why, mm-hmm. as you say, he keeps information from Wang Lung. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the the whole airplane punching thing 
uh, sort of begins when I think they back at the the Dawson house, mm-hmm. uh, Ash and Max, you know, ask him why he didn't destroy it once he knew of its lethal effects. Um, oh, and this is and this is the point where he's you know like. I was hearing dialogue, but I heard it in a particular voice because of his reasoning. And his reasoning mm-hmm. was, well, I'm a scientist. I can't, you know, get rid of a certain side creation. I just started hearing it in Dr. Franks' voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, it's this crap again, isn't it? Yes, you know? hello. I could not get rid of the fish. Uh, it was no discovery. Uh had to, like, keep it even if it is very bad and... Offers no use to the humans except for destroying them. We really are linking together all our shows yeah. here. We've got two. We've got two asshole doctors here, who you know, despite any you know ideas to the contrary, couldn't give a crap about ethics or anything like that. Like, oh yeah, I just discovered a, a wonder drug that can you know wipe people's minds and let you reprogram them as you want. Should I, you know, destroy this or should I keep it as a scientific curiosity? Because there's no way anyone will ever want to, you know, use that for their own ends. It's not like the government might want to use it or criminals or something. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, oh I fucked oh. up. I fucked up really bad, haven't I? Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Seriously, like I think, I think, generally speaking, the like if we keep this going now, we're going to have a scientist a season at this point who. <laughs> It's just completely utterly about morals or ethics, and then he makes a big boo boo, and I was like, "Forgive me, I didn't know what I was." I'm like, "Oh, shut up!" And by yeah, the way, prediction: trot out Jeff Goldblum, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> From Jurassic God. Park. You didn't stop to think. You were too busy wondering about whether or not you could. You didn't stop to think mm-hmm. about whether you should. Mm-hmm. Prediction, by the way, twenty quid says there's a proof of his loyalty. Uh, was it Abraham who's the other one? The, mm-hmm. the guy who was in Iraq. I'm going to bet that when they ship uh, other Dawson, I forget his first name, Alexis Dawson, back to Dino, like, Dino's going, all right, Abraham, you know how to make the drug, because you've seen it. So let me test your loyalty. Here's a gun. Shoot him. They're going to get Abraham to kill his brother, because at this point, from my perspective as a writer, his, his function narratively is served. He's explained, you know, what banana fish is to our heroes mm-hmm. and us, so we know we've got the full picture now. Mm-hmm. He, he's spent as far as narratives go. I don't think they're going to like crowbar anything with him his brother. Because as far as I'm concerned, his brother exists only to be roadkill by this end of the show. Yes. I mean, Mac, Max is going to literally put his darky fucking carrot top head between a car door and he's going to be slamming it all the way until there's nothing but chunky salsa left. And you know what? I'll be happy if that happens. He's the right prick. Yeah, like that. So, yeah. I'm willing to bet you that's what's going to happen. Abraham's going to kill his own brother as a test of loyalty uh, by Dino, or possibly by one of the Lees, who can say. Yeah, that would make sense. I think that, that makes plenty of sense. I, I do hope Max gets gets some shots in, though. And hell, yeah. fucking Ash, uh, the man who shot his brother. That'd be nice if Ash could get a little retribution. That'd feel mm-hmm. good. Um, so... Uh, you know, after the punch fest goes down, uh, turns out that the gang is all here uh, in the hidden room, and it's very convenient for the Golzine uh, mob guys because they descend on the house and uh, capture them all, tie them up with uh, little bindies, 
and mm-hmm. uh, you know kick Ash around a little bit. Uh, disclose to Max that you know uh, that he, the leader guy, is the one who uh, did the stuff to uh, Jessica and beat up Max a little bit. And then proceed to burn down the hidden lab like fucking idiots. What? Why the fuck would you do that? Like, no I evidence. don't understand. I don't understand. No, they don't want to. They don't leave any evidence of it. But I mean, like, but is you? Why not? They've got the guy. They've got the guys who know how to make it. They don't want to leave any data around for anyone else to possibly find. But why not just take it with you? <laughs> why not just take? There's the a lot of stuff there. <laughs> like, like. They oh, have a lot of fucking pe- muscly mobsters there to to look, carry the machines. Look, boss, boss, right, boss. I- I'm not paid to move stuff, <laughs> right? I've got two skills. Look, I'm a, I'm a union gangster, and it says, you know, I gotta do this shit. <laughs> so, exactly, exactly. Fuck you, is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, they're not paid just to kick do him. Just kick them again. There's, and there's, get a them. Lot, there's a lot of stuff to ship out there. Just, just touch it. Fine. <sighs> it's fine. Boy. But uh, that's the episode. So. Yeah. What a, uh, another downer ending. Great. Banana fish. Talking Referred the, the way through, and it's just been, you know, pure human misery throughout. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This All is right. like, although admittedly it is a little bit more optimistic and, you know, allows itself a bit more levity than uh, my other favorite perennial anime crime drama, 91 Days, mm-hmm. which I don't recall there ever being it. I think if people smiled in that show, you know, they were slapped. Like, yes. you know, yes. smile in this. You can't <laughs> be happy in this. Like, and poor, poor Angelo, man. He's like, man. When he died at the end of that show, it was perfunctory because he'd long since been dead, in I, my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, you know, it was a formality. Yeah. So, hey. Oof, one episode, though. Jesus Christ. They, I, I mean, we're a third of the way through this show now, and I feel like I've been... I feel like this show is, like, putting so much stuff. Like, all good stuff. Like, there's great characters to play, there's great drama, the conspiracy's rampant, we're learning more and more... Like, we're not being withheld information either. Like, one of the really nice things I like is that, compared to Franks, again, to bring it up as a more recent example that you might all be familiar with, we're getting it in person and world-building information being dealt out at a reasonable pace. We're now a third of the way through. We know what Banana Fish actually is and what the stakes are if, you know, it's distributed en masse, especially since these corrupt criminals are corrupt government officials. So that's certainly a massive point in the show's favor. Like, you know, information's being nicely doled out at a reasonable pace, and it's keeping me engaged. It's not being there going, say something, you piece of shit. <laughs> Is anything going to happen like, this episode? Well, if it was the show we've reviewed previously, that's the what I was, mean. Nope. Yes. No, of course it wasn't. Of course it bloody wasn't. Don't be daft. Man. <sighs> oh. Yeah, you, don't, right. you certainly don't have to strain to like this very much at all, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping, by the way, I mean, Maybe this marks me out to be a kind of graphic, like a violent person. Or, you know, maybe I love my, you know, violence and all that. But I really hope those three mobsters get what's going on. I hope they get oh. nailed to a wall. Oh. I want, I want their deaths to be painful and slow. Yeah. I mean, that guy, that guy who was like talking to Max, like Max is going to probably, you know, end up concentrating his him into some sort of like, you know, ball shape and you know, <laughs> break in his body and kick him around like a football. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be that would be uh, very fun. 
That will be fun. That'll be good. Uh, right. All right. You want to start? Then. Begin our talking points. Uh, I do. Uh, I have one. I have one spar off immediately, and I'm going to talk right. about glasses. No, what? really, I'm going to talk about glasses. Hold, glasses. Hear me out. Yes, you heard me here on okay. it specifically Sunday. So, one of the. I think this was a case in the previous episode, but it's definitely here in this one. Is short sunglasses. Now, short throughout the entire show thus far has worn sunglasses, and generally speaking, when you wear sunglasses in fiction, like often it's used to dehumanize someone and make you know she can't make eye contact with. Mm-hmm. Throughout this episode, when Shorter is trying to tell, or like he's on the verge of telling Ash, like Ash, uh, not long that this guy here, uh, he you know he bad, he real bad. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Like great, great acupuncture. Maybe not so much at tea making. I mean, maybe Yutlong's tea was not, you know, poison so much. It was just a really, really bad blend. I don't know. Um, but every time he tries to speak to Ash as himself to try and, you know, connect with him and say, something like, this is genuinely dangerous, like, to reveal the truth, that's when you actually see his eyes behind sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when that scene happens, particularly on when in which uh, he tries to Ash and then just stops and says something else instead, then it just goes pure black. That's when his humanity disappears right in front of him. That's when he puts up his armor and his barrier to mm-hmm. stop him from saying that out loud. I mean, who knows what might have happened if he'd revealed it. I mean, then they like, you know, his sister probably died, but maybe Yotlong could have... I mean, Yotlong is, like, ridiculous. That mm-hmm. acupuncture stuff. Who knows? Like, maybe he could have killed Ash or severely injured him, but who can say? Well, that's a consistent thing throughout this episode is that Shorter's sunglasses are used as a visual cue to depict when he's got his armor and also when he's genuinely being emotive. Like when he's speaking with your in uh, the, what well, we'll call the meeting room place, you know, before they get on the plane, Brady's with him. Like when he starts protesting about Asia and saying, like, right, you fucking come any closer and I'll kill him first and I'll kill myself. Again, you see his eyes. Mm-hmm. So the show is making really nice use of that as a visual cue there to, you know, distinctly separate Shorter's moments where he's, oh, that's, sh- oh, that's shorter. Oh, that's shorter. And, and, oh. That's short. That's short. Like, <laughs> it's a really, really nice sort of effect. Like, again, this show is so on point. And I, I would like to imagine that's possibly a thing in the manga where I can imagine it being like a two panel thing. So, think of this way out. Your first panel uh, is the one where you have the sunglasses, but you can see his eyes. And then, you know, Ash replies, like, What is it, short? And then you cut to the next panel. Uh, sorry, wrong direction. I know you have to read right to left in manga, don't it's you? Okay. Uh, I mean, that, that would make Land of the Lustrous incredibly confusing. Like, wait, what? How did how did that happen, <laughs> man? Um, but anyway, and then you like get to the next panel, and uh, then you see that you know the sunglasses are black. Mm-hmm. So again, lovely little little detail here. Like the guys who are animating this, like even if it's adapted from the manga or not, are certainly making good use of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really really interesting. Like Shaw's like probably as much of a bind now as Ash is. Like you know, even though he's a secondary character, we still feel quite strongly for him as a result. Totally. Agreed. Like uh, it's an <clears throat> effect that's employed uh, a a lot. I think with characters that have regular glasses, uh, and like oh, the oh, do you mean the classic? And, and they're well, they're often like white. The lens is an anime, yeah. But when you yeah. you know see the eye, it can be like very menacing or, or anything like that. But yeah, no, it's a cool effect. Uh, I'm I'm mm. very into it. Sometimes used for comedy as well, particularly nerdy yes. characters. Uh-huh. Um, I find, yes. but this is a much more serious, dramatic mm-hmm. use of the trope, and it works. Okay, so my my first point uh, was 
about um, Alexis Dawson, the scientist mm-hmm. who could not destroy the drug uh, because it was a new scientific discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, are we getting onto the ethics of whether or not you should let the genie out of the ball? <laughs> well, just the ethics of, you know, I mean, uh, funny thing, just before you go any further, just to mention yeah, something, okay. LSD itself was actually invented by a scientist. It wasn't yeah, the creation sure. of some random drunkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name specifically, but he was developing as a medicine. Mm-hmm. And LSD is the thing that banana fishers often use as a temple comparison for. So it's certainly not, you know, there's certainly real life uh, basis for, you know, this kind of thing happening where, okay, maybe oh, yes. maybe yeah. maybe they shouldn't get out there, but, well, it's too late for that now. Yeah, and I guess that's my question is like, do you like? I mean, I guess tr- try to separate yourself from, if you can, or if this is even fair. Um, the con, like the the perspective of someone like, like Ash or Max, um, mm-hmm. in and in, in in the abstract, right? It ought a scientist to like keep something like that from being totally kind of wiped out ought they keep it existing in the world or Mm -hmm. the data to create it or whatever um because because science is you know built on having this data having all this empirical knowledge for for us to build on and test off yep. of and you know it's a new species of thing it's a new kind of thing uh to eradicate it to him felt unethical like what i mean what do you think i, I mean i have i have my thoughts but i want to hear what you think and i think it's also you fair, know. Well, well let me just say also okay. that if you want to even question the way i framed it i think that's legitimate too because i think it's it can be sort of convenient to say things like abstract yourself from personal entanglements with the people involved when whenever there's no way to do that in real world scenarios like mm-hmm. you know science is uh, in, in those kind of situations will usually you know people will be affected whether now or in the future you know, even if we're not talking about some kind of crazy, like, hypnosis kind of drug. Like, um... Hmm, okay. Um, right. The first thing that came to mind when you were telling me about this was the discovery of nuclear fission. Okay. Because that is, apart from, I would argue, the internet, the biggest genie out of the bottle scientific advancement of modern, modern era, of our modern age. And... Yes, we do have nuclear power now, but then we also had, of course, the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki as a result, and the threat of nuclear weapons in the world. I mean, there's still thousands of them out there in Russia and the US, yeah. and that's always a worry. That's a worry now with what's happening with North Korea. It, it's not something that's easy to answer, but for me, I think that... I'll speak to the banana fish example specifically, because this is okay. what's relevant to us now. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm firstly going to be of the opinion that probably if Banana Fish had not been discovered by him, it might have been discovered by someone else. Now, am I saying that ultimately you know that that makes it right that he discovered it in the first place? No, because ultimately he didn't, you know, do anything proper with it. 
But I'm saying that in the right circumstances, in the right environment with the right ethical mindset, I'm not against the idea of, you know, uh, scientific pursuit and scientific advancement. After all, knowing what banana fish is that exists and having it documented may very well then mean you know how to treat it, essentially. I'm speculating wildly here, like this mm-hmm. is fan wank stuff, but um, I mean, let's also think for ourselves, like, you know, about genetic engineering. You can do that in theory. Like, you know, if you wanted to, you could, well, not saying that you should, but if you wanted to, you could entirely engineer your own kids to be, you know, dare I say it, blonde hair, blue eyed, mm-hmm. you know. That kind of crap. Without, um, but we don't. Without defect. Without defect, yeah. But we don't. We have... There are many things that we can do with our technology um, that we've learned, you know, that we've discovered throughout the ages, but we don't because we have ethics and morals in place. Now, am I saying that there are any, like, you know, positive ways in which banana fish that could be used? That's not a question I feel comfortable answering. I mean, I can... I'm, I'm thinking... I'm, like, thinking it through as a thought exercise. I'm thinking like, okay, what if we use it to reprogram criminals, but then there's moral and ethical concerns with that as well, about Mm -hmm. free will and such and such. I don't think that the actual pursuit of scientific knowledge and advancement in general is a bad thing. It's a question of what you do with it after you've learned it. If banana fish remained as a theoretical thing and no one ever else found out about it, or they kept strictly clinical trials of the drug in order to understand its effects that way, if ever it did become something that guards the, the population through criminal means... And they'd understand better how to treat it and handle it. I mean, you wouldn't know how to, of course, you know, treat heroin overdoses and the like if you didn't know about heroin and how it works in the first place. You'd have to experiment within the lab, like they do that with mice. So, and even then, that's ethically contentious depending on, you know, your feelings about animal testing. But broadly speaking, no, I'm not against it in principle. It's just a question of moral and ethical application on how you go about it that's important. Hmm. Right. Um, I guess I would say, like, there's something about this whole argument that, like, reminds me of, you know, uh, hateful ideas should be allowed to exist in the marketplace of ideas because that's the only way they'll be refuted. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I I don't think the comparison's valid though because the thing about hateful ideas though is they already have their set moral, um, you know, and, and philosophical perspectives. Whereas technology itself is amoral. It's a question of how you apply it. I mean, the nuclear co- thing I mentioned before, nuclear power is a peaceful method of utilizing nuclear fission. Whereas a nuclear bomb is well the exact opposite. It's the most devastating weapon conceived by man. So. I think that, again, like it's important to stress that for me, if it's kept amoral and it's just purely scientific exercise, then I don't have a problem with it. But, well, well pragmatically speaking, how often does that really happen? I mean, like, yeah, the problem is like that these things don't exist in a, in a vacuum. Like, there's no. always, like, there's always human context that they will be put into and applied to and mm-hmm. i mean i think like you said uh, you know if you're looking if you're look like sort of forensically looking at past scientific breakthroughs and you're asking like was nuclear fission worth it uh was uh i think this this example has been brought up to me before like oh like you know it, it's it's not exactly the same thing as nuclear fission but it's like 
Well, I thought I thought you were going to say the biro then because you put it on the because you brought it up on the camera. No, like, was the biro no, a good event? Uh, right. No. Um, it, like people will talk about medical discoveries and scientific discoveries made during the Holocaust because German doctors were able to like experiment, you know, ad nauseum without ethical concerns and do all kinds of human testing. And, you know, we benefit from all these things today or whatever. Like, and I think that this answer applies to that and it applies to the fission. It, and I, this, I think this is going to separate the utilitarians from the deontologists, ethically speaking. I'm of the opinion that, like, no amount of uh, human comfort, enhancement, uh, progress, you know, daily life uh, upgrade uh, is worth uh, human suffering on the front end. Um, that's an absolute for me. Like, no, so yeah, I, it doesn't matter to me the amount of people that have benefited from it. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, just getting, we could go off into some crazy places, but I'm not going to. We could be here all night yeah, talking about yeah. this. I, I, yeah, I'm not thinking that like the people that unknowingly or even knowingly take advantage of those advances are like morally culpable. I, I don't think that you could draw that kind of line. But hmm. the decision to like, or to push forward with it from the scientific community or like just the creation like if you if factored into that calculus is human suffering, then I would say that it's it's not it's not worth it. It's bad. It's something that ought not to. It have does happened. not up. Yeah. But up, but up, but And so, in the case of banana fish, in our returning to our fictional example, um, I mean, I think. Well, the thing I was going to bring up actually, just to go back to it, is that okay. bear in mind Dawson's original intent. I always wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, he sure, wasn't but, coming but at even, this re- uh, pure angle anyway. Well, to be fair. Uh, right, but let's say that he was, I guess, like for hypothetically speaking, like let's say he's just, um, you know, uh, in a lab and he's like, "Yay, science! Yay, progress! Like <laughs> it's time to like fulfill the modern on a modern project and get that on a t-shirt like... experiment." Uh, oh, he, you know what? He would go down a treat in the Black Mesa facility. He would be there, <laughs> perfect. Like he'd be like, "Oh well, everyone's dying, and you know this head crab's fucking this guy's soul, but <laughs> it's great progress." <laughs> I, right. So let's let's say that that's what 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 he's doing. Like even if that's the genesis of banana fish, like I think that there's like that there's so much potential harm there. He ought to have destroyed it. Now you talk about finding a cure. Mm-hmm. I think what seems right to me is to, to do that once banana fish is out there in the wild. It's mm. already been created. Prevention, yeah. Someone else Prevention is, is bending, like, yeah. well, no. I mean, I, I think I, I, the opposite. I would think like it's too. It's too. You're risking too much to keep it around and study it to look for a preventative. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I think he should have destroyed it. I think he should have completely annihilated all traces of banana fish. No one would have had to suffer. And I'm just so addressing the counter arguments that you put forward, right? The, you know, that it would be ethical to keep it around to make a cure for it. Well, there's no reason to make a cure for it if it's fucking been obliterated off the pla- the planet. Um, well, the thing is, though, scientific discoveries don't exist in a box. People can discover them independently. Yeah, right. But but, but then your light bulb was kept up to different constants. Uh, yeah, cal- you know? calculus as well. Um, two different mm-hmm. two different humans. Yeah, admitted that on the road. But like, but then, I think, you know, <laughs> once we discover that cancer is a thing. We begin to study cancer. We make a. We try to move toward a cure for cancer. I think it would be. It will be monstrous if like cancer was created in a lab, and the reason that it existed was like, you know, people couldn't bring. You know, scientists couldn't didn't have the balls to fucking torch it because oh science, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I'm speaking mostly the idea that once the genie's out, that you can't put it back in. That's the big mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Um. I mean, at but, that, and, at the but point yeah, was... no, yes, but I'm saying like you. I feel like if you, I don't think. I, I guess maybe we just have different moral calculi. Like, I. I mean, I love don't... my lab synthesized drugs. They're absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm smelling that all day. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I don't weigh. I guess the fact that like. How do I? What am I trying to say? That the genie could come out of the bottle anytime, or it it might come out of the bottle. Like I don't think that that matters as much when you're making this decision. I think the decision is: ought you or oughtn't you let it out of the bottle? Hmm. I'm I'm still of the opinion that I don't mind it as long as again it's conducted morally and ethically. In this particular instance, yeah, this neither is... those neither <laughs> those things apply. Of course, this is this is like saying you don't mind monarchy as long as kings are are moral and ethical. Like, there's inevitably going to be horrible shit that happens because we're talking Again, about human advances. Have we made that were done morally and ethically? Though, like, we're going by the example here in banana fish, which is of this crooked bastard. Like, right, I want to quick. I want to get rich quick. So, by God, I'm going to cook some meth. And oh boy, this particular batch turned out to be something entirely unexpected. Uh, what am I going to name it? Right, let me go through my books here. Uh, right, that's science for dummies. That's no good. Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. No, I'm not calling the drug that. Ah, banana fish. There we go. We'll got. We'll call it that. Um, so, I again, I think I'm speaking not necessarily to pragmatic reality, but more just to how I see it, like, you know, strips of it, of context and strips of, you know, how people act. Because even then, like, you know, ethical research and such, like, you know, with animal testing is always going to be a concern regardless. It's, there's, yeah. It depends on where you lie. For me, I'm looser on it. I don't mind. I think that there's so many good things that have been discovered through scientific advancement. I mean, did, we brought this up on Frank's about Turing doing his work, you know, um, on the Enigma Codebreaker which helps build the foundation for modern computing. Mm-hmm. It's I, The thing about this calculus yeah. thing you mentioned is I can't even, I don't even want to begin to figure it out. Like, well, no, I well, don't, well, I, it's difficult. I think it can be, well, it can be, it can be more black and white than that in what I'm talking mm. about. I under, I'm, I'm allowing for, for great, like, let's let all the, you know, 
let's give the all the gray area to to progress and yay science um yeah i'm, I'm not down on uh, this is not an anti-science uh rant or whatever by me i mean you know there are plenty as you say of discoveries that have been morally and ethically you know carried out and discovered and then later on people figure out oh well this scientific discovery can be used for something terrible or harmful or 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 not or it's just used for that's fine i guess what i'm the specific thing i'm talking about is when scientists engineer something that they know they know it's going to have disastrous human consequences like i guess that, fish oh, oh, like yeah. banana fish um well i think at that banana point fish was an accident to be fair though but well but then, but then they knew but he tested it on his friend and, and then he they died didn't, and they destroy it yeah, and then, they, it and then dawson still had opportunity to like obliterate it and he did not he couldn't bring himself to do it because he was because of like the sort of fetishy science stuff oh that old classic eh <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm going to stick to my guns this one just say look I I understand like you know that the pragmatic reality is that not often not all research is either A born of good intentions or of a good time I mean how much advancement on technology has been made through warfare for example oh yeah like, no yeah. yeah yeah absolutely or you know there are just plain bad people dealing yeah Mangler, exactly the funding Mangler. from bad sources yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, that for sure. trick yeah. um but strips of everything, I am of the opinion that I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with even finding these things out because you need to know about them for, you know, if ever they were come up with independently and then care about, like, you know, otherwise, like, how do you deal with it? So, I mean, this is why you do research on viruses and stuff like that. Um, but I do see absolutely where you're coming from that, you know, we shouldn't be making stuff deliberately to, you know destroy other people both mentally physically or whatever like you know if it's going to have a negative effects on human life then we shouldn't be doing it but also there's always the question of how can you know i mean i'm not saying you know what they did was right and that's an excuse for like the guy right. in the garbage but let's think of the internet how how much horrible stuff has happened because of social media being a thing could okay. they have known about it it's entirely you know no yeah yeah untraveled oh, sure. on entirely untraveled sociological mm -hmm. phenomenon and the effects it has on people are still being worked out to this day and probably will be for a very long time oh yeah um, totally. i mean heck did i oh, this is a horrifying fact i found yeah, out you're but, talking um, about I, the gray you're talking about those grays that i'm that i'm totally not like oh, i thought you meant the grays as aliens then <laughs> no <laughs> you're talking, the, the morally gray areas or the the things that like you know discoveries that you don't know uh, what the effect is going to be, or you know, things that you invent that you're like, well, there's, I can see all the, like, mm. it can have all these benefits, but yeah, you know, no, I'm, I'm not even, I, I just want to stick to these very specific, like, examples. Well, I'll boil, of, I'll, 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 I'll boil it down. Shit that, that gets I'll made. boil it down. I'll boil it down to just simplicity for the sake of it. In the case of banana fish, I don't think. I, I'm okay with it being discovered, but I don't think it shouldn't be discovered by that guy. If it had been done elsewhere, and say a university lab as part of like, you know, a purely chemical experiment, fine. You know, that's it. 
But a guy like him who's doing it entirely for profit and is in connection, you know, criminals and then doesn't, you know, un, you know, hide it from them or try and take it away from them. I mean, if he'd have let it remain, but never actually revealed its existence to Golzine or anyone else, that would have been something. But they inevitably found out somehow. Yeah. And they know about its effects. Yeah. So he must have told that. Should so again, I, happen, I, I feel like. Yeah. I I want I want to believe that people you know that scientists and science in general can be better than that. Although I will say in this case, when you've got a dickhead like Dawson, well, fuck that guy, man. I hope he, I hope he gets what I hope he gets more of an airplane, you know, thing coming into his way, like you know, another I was, I, kick line, a long, or a long queue, a very long queue. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, we can. We don't have to have our entire discussion be about this point, so we can. We would be here all night. Um, we could talk about there, it all night. Yeah, long. There, there's a poll up. Um, and I guess my closing thought will just be that I think... Fuck that... you, Shaden. No, no. <laughs> uh, that, like, I think that this is kind of uh, where you see uh, the limits of science and why, like, I think empirical science uh, is this incredible, amazing thing that has, you know, in many... Mm-hmm. In, in many, like... Um, ways that are entirely ethical has made our lives like exponentially just meaningfully better in so many Mm. ways but like i think that there are domains of human life where it doesn't hold sway like Mm. i think ethics is one of those things like science is blind to ethics that ought to govern it um because of course science is going to say yes science hooray science push forward keep (laughs) pushing keep testing keep experimenting like a fuck whatever shrapnel comes from it or whatever gets caught under the steamroller and Mm -hmm. i think that that is like again i think it's a blind spot and so i think that's why other you know other uh other lines of inquiry or other kind of fields of judgment are still important for humanity and that you know yeah i guess i'm saying scientism or science fetishism bad <laughs> yeah no 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 dr franks is in real life please <laughs> not have people like that all right all right okay yeah, my next talking point so this is going to be a relatively brief one but i want to bring up again uh, well i talked about glass before glasses before Let's talk about tea. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm going for I'm going for the I'm going for the mundane stuff here. So here's the thing, right? It's made very clear when eBay is poisoned by Lut Young's, you know, Earl Grey tea, whatever, you know, PG PG tips, PG knockout, you know, Yorkshire tea, whatever the fucking blend is, that uh, he can still hear and comprehend everything that's going on in front of him. And what then happens, just to recount the events, is that Luck then actually knocks uh, Ash out. Uh, with a acupuncture needle. Now, the, I just want to say before I bring up this point that you know maybe this was a necessity because you know maybe Ag is not so you know stupid as you know see his friend you know drink this tea and fall paralyzed that you know he wouldn't feel like wait a minute maybe I should drink this. But I thought to myself, why doesn't Luck poison his tea as well and just do that rather than you know this amazing you know ninja acupuncture bullshit. Because the thing is, right, he also makes very clear to, you know, Chaucer 
that um sorry again tongue tied he made clear to shorter that you know ag can't hear anything but ebay can so you know he's saying all the horrible things that's going to happen to ag is going to be taken as a pet but ag himself doesn't hear this mm-hmm. and i thought to myself why is that why did he not like you know he doesn't care about ag or does he? Mm, this is a very interesting or point do- or does he because he spite because he spared him essentially from hearing all this horrible stuff i mean AG still knocks out Cole when, you know, they're in the meeting room with, you know, the elder uh, young brother, and then when Arthur comes in. So he doesn't hear anything that is going on. Even though, in theory, there would be nothing stopping, you know, uh, Luck from just poisoning his tea and then tying him up, putting a, you know, wrap around his mouth or whatever, and then he can hear all the horrible stuff, and that would be, you know... Because these guys live on, on you know, an atmosphere of fear that they create for each other. Or, I mean, like, you know, if you really want to fuck him up, like have him be able to visually and orally process the things that Dino is doing to him without being able to move. I mean, that would, mm-hmm. that's really, mm-hmm. I mean, he spared him that, you know, if mm-hmm. oh, God. Yeah. So before we even, I mean, I've spoken about Lung, Lung Young's ambiguity in the previous episode, you know, the whole moon related thing, et cetera, et cetera, and the looks that he gives. And, even before we get the reveal later on, I feel this is a really interesting, you know, point about what he thinks about AG, really. Like, okay, I recognize this kid's completely innocent. Um, the part, um... Sorry, I'm getting sad. Right, never mind. I was, I, I was carrying. <laughs> That's um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, the... Right, let me start again. Um... So what? Ha- so I'm so lost now. That's part, that's okay, so we were talking about uh, being spared. Uh, yeah, there we go. The... Sorry about that, folks. I've had a complete brain fart there. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So, so what happened there with you know him being spared? Like, I think again, this is like you know foreshadowing what's ambiguity and maybe the fact that he's you know going to heal turn later, perhaps even before we get the information in the same episode, which I really, really liked. I mean, maybe this is unintentional. Again, maybe it was a strictly necessary thing because he would think himself. Wait a minute. My mentor's just fallen over after drinking this tea. Hmm. Ah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. AG's many things. He's naive, but he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a pragmatic thing, and maybe it's completely unintentional. But I read it as, like, you know, again, nice bit of foreshadowing here. Maybe that Lutz got a bit more, you know, morality and empathy than we might otherwise believe. Totally. Yeah, that's super interesting. Uh, I'd, I hadn't considered considered much of that so i'm glad you brought that up next point i guess right, you're talking about oh, yeah this is a um this is a brief one um and there's there's not really a lot of substance to it but um i have to say uh yulung is pretty hot <laughs> like that, that's my talking <laughs> point like when uh... when he is uh when he has the blue outfit on and all the makeup like wow <laughs> stunner you know like very very hot uh and i just i liked the character i mean i know you can uh say like that the the tragic you know uh gay character has been done to death and can be harmful if it's perpetuated over and over and over and all that remains true but like 
just judging this instance of it, um, man, I really like Yulong. I uh, like. I mean, he's just kind of a, a cool badass now that I feel like people perpetually underestimate, uh, including mm-hmm. his brothers. And I think that that's good. That's going to be their downfall. I God. I can't I mean, wait. I can't I mean, wait I, until then. I can't wait then. I can't wait when what is just going to literally whip out like 20 acupuncture needles in both hands. He's going to start throwing them everywhere. Yes. Like, he's going to catch his brother in the neck. It's like, no, not like this. <laughs> I thought we were cool. We talked in the plane. <laughs> you know, but when he said, like, do you, do you resent it? Like, and he just said, it's all in the past. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I resented it when you killed my mom. Mm-hmm. Die. <laughs> like, yeah. I cannot wait. And, and uh, boy, uh, gosh, what an intriguing character. And, I mean, and part of me, you know, uh, having also lost a parent at age six, uh, I there was an attachment there. Like, yes, like, it, now they're, they're very different. Um they're both avoidable tragedies, my loss and Yudlung's loss, but uh, the nature of them uh, was was quite different. Um, mm. So it's not like we're like two peas in a pod or anything, but I was like, uh, I have, I guess, a de- some degree of, of, I was able to have some degree of sympathy and attachment mm. uh, before I found out like before you find out that that happened and he wants to kill the rest of his family he is um uh, a cool character but um by the end of this episode he is like a character that there's way more meat there i think and more reasons to root for him uh transparent though it may be that they want us to root for him now and want us to get behind him i don't care it worked mm. <laughs> well well um let me let me just mention something here. there is actually a lot of commonality between lutz carries and ashes funnily enough both in, yeah. at least completely um the way that his older brother treats him you know copying you saying like you look so beautifully made my heart mm-hmm. i get the impression that he is treated differently, although still very much in the same way as a pet, much like Dino treats Ash as a pet. Bear in mind also, you know, the familial issues that they had as well, you know, Lutz's uh, mother dying when he's six, Ash's mother just up and going. Like, yeah, I think that there is a lot more in common than both of them would like to admit about each other. I mean, they, you know, have their own agendas to deal with their own mob bosses here, you know, the abusive histories that they've clearly had. We'll see how that develops, but I'm certainly, you know, maybe this is part of why also Lut feels like sympathy for Ash, or like, you know, finds him a kind of a challenge because you know he recognizes some of himself in him because they're common common elements. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Final talking point for me. All right. Now let's talk about what was it called? Yard swings. Yeah, I'm going for more mundane stuff again. Bear, bear with me on this. So. Flashbacks to the previous episode uh, when we first meet Jessica and when Ash is sat at the table and he says, you know, parents are terrible and horrible and I hate them, you know, because he can't mm. choose them. Mm-hmm. What I found very curious and reassuring is that when Ash and Max arrive to Jessica and Michael's place and, you know, in the aftermath of everything that's happened, mm-hmm. Ash immediately takes charge and says, look, your mum and your dad need to talk. You're coming with me. 
So he picks up Michael and takes him outside and starts talking to him. And then when he starts talking to Michael, he is merely asking for, you know, information so he knows who did it, so he knows, you know, who to start killing. Because Ash is going to be a killing at some point soon. It's going to be a bloodbath. Ash is going to be a killing. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. But the point is, when he starts talking to Michael, and Michael then breaks down a little bit, he actually hugs him mm-hmm. and says, I'm sorry that I made you remember that. So I found this very reassuring of Ash's humanity because for a character who has been through the worst, mm-hmm. I'll just call it the worst because that's what it is. Yeah, the worst like, TM. Yeah. Yeah. And who otherwise lives very coldly towards his fellows. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, he's friends with Shastra and all that, but generally speaking, he rules through the law of force. We saw this with Arthur at the be- you know, in the first episode. And he is still a criminal. Um, and he, of course, doesn't have very high opinions of parents. But how very fatherly was he during this time, you might know? Yeah. He might say, you know, like, you can't choose your parents and all that. And he might have a very disdainful opinion of them. But he's not closed off to caring or being empathetic about other people. And I'm curious if that's a, ch- a relatively recent change in his character, given everything that's happened, you know, with AJ turning up and, you know, him starting to soften up a little bit. More evidence of what I've been expecting to see, which is, you know, that he won't lose all of his edges. He'll smooth out a little bit, come towards the middle. He'll not be permanently, you know, like, coiled up and on guard. He can, you know, care about people. I mean, hell, the emotional intelligence he, he shows here in recognising, you know, Max and Jessica need to talk. He's going to take Michael away and just... Okay, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, gone all good cop, bad cop, right? You know, give me all you, give me all the info and all the eyewitness evidence. But he he knew when he went too far with the questioning and just, you know, gave Michael hope. So again, for a character who otherwise, you know, is completely badass, you know, he's he, he don't fuck with this guy. I mean, you saw the gun down his trousers later on. I'm like, oh god, the metaphor here, man. <laughs> Nice rato. <laughs> yeah, they weren't they weren't even being subtle about it at that point. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It makes me think of um, um so you might not know this and folks that are in chat that don't keep up with American football, Gridiron might not know this, but uh there was a, a New York Giants football player called Plexico Burris. Look him up. Uh if it, I don't know how to spell Plaxico. I can't remember. If you just type <laughs> an approximation of it with an X in there and Burris and NFL, you should get this story. There was a time when he shot himself in the crotch because he had a gun right exactly there <laughs> that he was carrying into a club. And so, pal, right in the dick. <laughs> I think in the leg. But, uh, but yeah. That's always what it makes me think of when I see someone packing right there on the belt buckle. <laughs> I hope Ash is not that stupid, though. Well, remember, folks, remember, folks always wear protection. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yes. Sorry, that was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, I really, I really like that moment. I mean. You know, like I say, for a guy who, though, you like lives and dies by force, you know, and being, you know, a gang leader and all that, he starts a softer side to him. He hasn't forgotten about it, even though he might come across as, you know, not caring. That is still there. There is still that kernel of humanity. And he's growing a little bit. Admittedly, it's happening because of horrible things happening that require him to, you know, do that. But it's there. So that's certainly something I really appreciate that scene. Yeah, that was going to be my final talking point, too. Ah, awesome. man. And just the, like, just how tender he was with with this boy and you know i'm sure max is a good father too 
um he strikes me as a as an empathetic sort of guy a, a emotional very he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like withholding or um his emotions are not in touch with himself and you know he really loves michael but yeah it was just really it was very sweet those those moments they had together and as you say like I'm that i'm sorry you had to remember that like i had like a physical reaction when he said that mm-hmm. because man he's just he he just knows like in in some ways his mind is probably kind of stuck well well funny thinking about it to go on uh what Bell said there maybe he's saying that because when he himself went through that awful experience with that baseball coach he didn't hear the lines something similar said to him by his own father perhaps yeah that was what luther was you saying know. in chat yeah mm-hmm. like wow. totally i mean he knows exactly what <laughs> what you would like to hear in that situation and uh and yeah i mean maybe you know i mean he's it's not like that he's gotten a lot of help uh or a lot of therapy to move on and i know this kind of goes back to like our previous poll do you think he's broken um, and regardless of whether or not you believe he's broken, I think he's, there's so much unresolved shit in his life. And mm-hmm. it would not surprise me. Yeah. If he, if, I mean, he's, he's totally, I hate to say still a child because there's not really much childlike about him, but like, I mean, his inner child is probably just like crying out and very, Scrunched very up. present. Like very present in his mind, and very like he's not, cannot forget what that was like and and what he lacked, uh, and yeah, I mean that was that was super super sweet, very very tender, and I really enjoyed those scenes a lot myself. Mm-hmm. All right, well I think that uh, covers the episode then I believe. Mm-hmm. Woofed, uh, another heavy hit, man. Yeah, not very banal in my opinion. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Jesus Christ. I mean, the show's hurting me in all the right ways, so that's the way I describe it. <laughs> uh, all right, so is there something you wanted to put on the poll? Uh, no, I've covered, I've covered everything I want to okay. talk about. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if anyone in chat has any questions uh, or, or wants to know our thoughts on anything, uh, let you us know. should rate the episode as well. Uh, I am. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. Oh yeah, I sh- we should write the episode and then I'll read the polls, uh, <laughs> and then we'll see if anyone in chat has anything they want to hear our thoughts on. So, what did you give this episode? Well, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, I will give this this episode a banal story or a banal story, potato potato, whatever you are go with. Uh, I will give it four out of five hidden laboratories. Ooh, only four? I thought it'd be higher. It was legitimately good, but you were right about the awkwardness of that exposition with Lot. And well yeah. A tiny like, a tiny smidge of a of a of a wrong note. Look, right, I'm that was I am very, very harsh. I am mm-hmm. very harsh. I am very harsh. You know this. You know I you know I don't have like, you know I, I grade very lowly compared to like, you know, relative to others. I mean I still need to go back, although I really shouldn't. And just no. like actually plot our grades for no, Franks don't, all don't the way through. Don't. I mean, well, let me let me let me describe it for you, folks. Just kind of hovering low, 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 and yeah, mine will be a lot more like a seismograph. 
They'll have some violent jumps up and then down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to give this episode uh, 4.75 bottle mm. bottles of sexy red eyeliner out of five. <laughs> The pretty snake. Oh man! <laughs> um, Tallulah Bell's asked in chat, "Which of our heroes do you think will get to kill Abraham, or would you want to?" I want them to take turns. <laughs> Resurrect him? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. I reckon they designate a part. All right. All right. Ash, you get. You get to blow a hole in this burning. Like, already they all hold the gun simultaneously. <laughs> like, there's like five fingers around the trigger. Yes. One. Or maybe it's two, no, 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 no. Three. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Time up. Time up to a giant bullseye, and then just start throwing knives at him. There you go. Draw and quarter, and each of them will ride a horse. <laughs> Pulls um, yeah. Yeah. Not Let's to be too agree- graphic and medieval about it, but you know, it's what he deserves. Yeah. So you know, Abraham. Jesus. What a douchebag. Yeah. What a fucker. Um, mm. I, I, if you want my genuine, legitimate answer, I think it's not going to be Ash, and I'll tell you why, because I think Ash is going to have his killing moment against Arthur specifically. Mm. I mean, the OP is hinted as much as that. I was going to ask um, about Arthur, uh, but I forgot. <laughs> so this is as good a time as any to talk about him. Let's talk, let's talk about Arthur, you know, Mr. Loose Fingers that he is. <laughs> Mr. Did you get him sewn back on? We're not clear. Like, so I know he got him. Did he get him cut off by Ash? And they're prosthetic, or are they sewn back on? Or I mean, I mean, I think I said before, but it looked, like, it looked like it looked like he had them put through the finger cutting machine that they had in Kaiji. Oh, you know, at the end of the E card game. That is an awesome <laughs> thing. Yes. Oh. Oh, maybe we should make that a poll. Actually, who's worse, Golzeed or the old fucker from Kaiji? Jesus Christ! Oh, that guy. Go Jesus, he's awful. <laughs> he's pretty terrible. He looks like a cigarette butt that's come to life. He looks so withered and old and ugly. Man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I'd be taking the mick out of Arthur all the time for that if I was Ash. Be like, oh, look, did you get all the coloured stitching removed that like, your mum put in there for you? Oh, diddums. The trashy super say. You... <laughs> yeah. How's your grip these days, Arthur? Huh? No? Do you think... Here, Here's a curveball. I can I can totally see Ash doing him in, but do you, ah, I know do you think do you think it might be like Aji's first like kill or be killed oh. moment? That's not what I thought you were gonna say. Actually, do you think I was gonna uh, say shorter? No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one second. Okay, that's a very strong possibility. Actually, I'm gonna say no because to me, Arthur's death feels like one of the penultimate events, and I think that Aji's gonna have his kill or be killed moment where he actually does kill someone probably at the mid to just after the midpoint. Because something as traumatic as that is not something that we can lead to the end, but I can't see Arthur dying early. So I'm not going to... I don't think that's the case. Um, the thing I was thinking you were going to say was I thought you were going to say that Arthur's actually going to backstab Golzeed and take over his gang before the end. Whoa. That's a good one. I like that one. That could That could so happen. Yeah. Like, Arthur's clearly got ambitions above his station. And he wants to prove he's better than Ash. So how best to prove that he's better than Ash than by replacing the man who owned Ash? Oh, man. 
Or it should, maybe be action image, by the way, folks. <laughs> maybe maybe it won't. <laughs> maybe it won't be like a calculated thing. Like maybe the frustration at not being acknowledged as Ash's equal or better by Golzine will just send him into a rage, and he'll just fucking scrag him, and then he'll just take over and want to hunt him down. Because like man, he just so he just craves this acknowledgement so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, I wonder at what point because you can't see him getting it. There, he's not going to be acknowledged, and so will he die before he breaks, or will he break and do something fucking stupid? Only time will also, tell. Stability of it. I mean, woof. I hope that guy gets what's coming to him, though. I I, I think it'd be funny. Is I mean, again, graphic as it is, like if he loses his fingers again. In fact, can we have can we have Astro an imitation of that wonderful scene in Hokusai no Ken where the guy throws his arms back? Hey, you drop these. <laughs> Just a bag with his fingers and he like throws them back at him. Oh my gosh. Think you think you lost these, Arthur? <laughs> it's okay, when you get some back up, you can start stiping up your medical expenses again. You'll be able to do that. You know? Ah, oh, alright. Here, here, Arthur, I know you're struggling with having lost all your fingers, but here's a stress ball. You want to play in that hand, not this one. I see you struggling. Here, have a hand. A, I mean, Allow I me would have offer you a hand. I would, I would have gotten you full blown gloves, Arthur. But instead, I got you like those like knitted mittens with like the tops cut off because I know they would fit you better. <laughs> I could be. Oh, this is bad. I could be so cruel to this guy. Fingerless gloves. Yep. Because you don't need it. Okay. Um. So. We'll go over the polls very quickly here um, mm-hmm. before we get out of here. So, to round out our discussion of the episode today, uh, would you sign up for Yutlung acupuncture appointments? Uh, yes, is leading with 62% of the vote. It's early I days. would because it helped me sleep there at night. Yes, exactly. Uh, I would go just to, to hang out with the acupuncturists. Possibly. Um, should Dawson have destroyed banana fish? Uh, is a particular way of asking the question. Should scientists eliminate new discoveries if they are only harmful? 79% say yes. Early days. Um, and this one that I've just put up just now is very early days. Only a couple of votes. Uh, handful of votes. Golzine or the old man from Kaiji? It's 50-50 at the moment. So uh, those are the polls. Vote on them over the course of the week, and we will... What, a, cro- what a crossover series that would be, by the way, if we had Kaiji <laughs> and Banana Fish crossover. Yeah. What's Jesus. wrong with your face? <laughs> <laughs> and they kept the art style exactly the same. So he looks completely out of place. Man. Oh, I need to watch the Tonagawa series, actually, because that looks like it's a right riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it looks fun. It looks good. Anyway, anyway, uh, this has been uh, episode eight of Waru Deshwa's coverage of Banana Fish, the banal mm-hmm. story. Uh, stream of thought. We are so happy that everyone came out. Uh, thank you, chat, for indeed. Thank you all very much for joining us for the interactivity, uh, for the comments and feedback. Uh, we, you are, you guys that are here often are a lively bunch, and we we super appreciate all of you. Um, 
And uh, if anyone watching this uh, wants to uh, help us out, um, we have, of course, this YouTube channel that you're watching it on. We have uh, iTunes, uh, Mm -hmm. a SoundCloud, a Twitter. Um, Give us a rating and review on iTunes or, or give us thumbs up. Follow subscriptions on YouTube. Follow us. Share our stuff. Um, we would super appreciate it because, um, yeah, we want the Watery Destro family to keep on growing. Um, and, but even, Hell you yes. know, even if you are not, you know, into the iTunes reviews and what have you, we still appreciate you checking out our content. And, uh, Hell yeah. if you want to get in touch with us, um, you can tweet us at Watery Desho or email us, Watery Desho, W A R U I D E S H O U at gmail.com. And, nice. We get to, uh, you know, we will read the tweets and emails uh, and respond to them. Um, and we get to sometimes read them on the show, but even if we don't respond, uh, know that we're reading them all. And we Hell appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Shadon, where can people find you specifically on Twitter if they want to get at you? Well, you can find me at Shaden Tencent, and you can find me at CuriousCat.me. Uh, I say CuriousCat.me forward slash Shaden Tencent as well. Um, actually, is it Shaden Tencent? I can never remember because I'm a curious cat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll answer a question. About, I'll put a question about why is my curious cat? I'll sort of send it to myself. Uh, it is actually Shane and Sen Sen. It okay. used to be Shane, but I got to the... confusion over. You, the, I'm not. You... Got, I'm not got Alzheimer's just yet. Give me another year, and then I will, you know, be completely senile. Yeah, synergize the brand. Keep it the same username, same URL. Oh, that's just. All oh, that's just some. Someone is. Someone is sitting on at Shane and on Twitter. Hasn't actually tweeted yeah. since 2013, and I, I've seen I've seen the official policy, and you can't clear it back. And I'm like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, just wait. To be fair, to be fair, Twitter's owner is named Jack, and what usually, well, when it comes to you know doing stuff for Twitter and making it better, he's at least on brand with his you know actual second name, which is shit Jack shit. That's what he does. Congratulations, Jack, you useless bastard. <sighs> anyway, well, well, see you, Doc. If you want to hang out and chat with yours truly, it's at the Subtle Doctor on Twitter. Um, let's talk banana fish with you all, or uh, other things, other assorted nerdries. Uh, hit me up. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks again, everybody, for checking us out. And Indeed. until next time. Mm-hmm. For Shadon, for myself, the subtle doctor, uh, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night.